0: Hi, I'm Garth Stuttlefoot, proud white liberal and political analyst. And I'm just here to say racism is bad. It's not just bad, it's the worst. It's ridiculous that I even have to say that in 2020, yet here we are. Since nobody seems to want to say it, I will. We must end racism. Like, right now. We can end it And it's not even that hard. The only thing we have to do is separate everyone by their race and ethnicity and appoint strong leaders to ensure all the races receive equal treatment. Like, even though they're separate, they're still equal. It's a brilliant and much needed strategy I just now thought of. The other thing we have to do is eliminate all colorblindness from our society we must ensure that people look at everyone else primarily through the lens of skin color. It's the only way to defeat racism. If everyone thinks of their fellow humans as a skin color above all else, it will ensure we recognize and honor those skin colors according to how much oppression they have experienced. Some say my proposals are racist, but that's stupid because they're the racist ones. They don't even realize that, quote, not being racist is actually the most racist thing you can do because it allows racism to continue. The only thing big enough to defeat racism is a bigger, more powerful form of racism. Like regular racism, only a lot more of it and also reversed. If America follows this simple plan, we'll stop being racist, which will actually be racist, and then we'll require a new and innovative form of reverse-reverse racism to combat it but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Death to America! This has been Garth Stuttlefud. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Garth Stuttlefud. That was uh, that was just some of the latest uh, silliness in the Babylon Bee, and uh, I thought it was a perfect introduction to this week's episode. So welcome, welcome to the Petty Prophet Podcast, where we talk about news, culture, and politics from a Christian worldview. I am your host, Joel Berry, and yes, as I mentioned, I am a writer for the Babylon Bee, and I am a professional haver of opinions. Um, and so welcome, welcome to the show where you listen to my opinion. And I'm, uh, I, you know, I just realized as I'm sitting down to this thing, I, I'm not enthused about this subject matter and what I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about race, and I'm so sick of talking about it. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. I don't know. Have we tried not talking about it to see if maybe that would work? (laughs) It's like, I don't know. Maybe if we just stop talking about it, it'll go away. Uh, But uh, I don't know. Sometimes when I, I see what's going on in the world, I get so frustrated and I'll get fixated on something that I see that just is so wrong or so frustrating to me that I, I can't get my mind off of it. And so it just kind of swirls around in my head. I have to get it out somehow. I have to write it down. I have to talk about it on this podcast. And so that's what I'm doing today. I I wanna talk about just the current situation with uh, Black Lives Matter and, um, you know, quote unquote, race relations in this country. Tired of talking about it, but you know, I feel like I have to respond to some stuff, or at least ex- express some of the things that have been swirling around in my head the last couple of weeks. And so I'm going to do that here really quickly. And just a quick reminder if you haven't yet, uh, head on over to iTunes, give me a five star review. That really helps. And if you want to provide feedback on the show, if you have an idea for a guest or a subject matter, if you want to be a guest, you can reach me at contact at com. Again, that's contact at the petty com. And I would love to hear from you. I always love hearing from the people who listen to the show. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to support the show. So without further delay, let's talk about this. It's become almost impossible to keep up with the up is down, in is out, good is evil, confusion of our ever-changing race conversations in America. As I sit back and watch a culture completely untethered from the sound wisdom that comes from the fear of the Lord, and I watch this culture tear itself apart more and more, every day taking one more step backward, I don't know whether to laugh or to cry at the absurdity of it all. We have reached the point where the wokest and most socially conscious among us are inadvertently becoming racist segregationists themselves. The statements I'm seeing around Black Lives Matter and systemic racism, the statements that I see coming from white liberals, I hear it and it sounds to me like nothing short of racism. Racism rebranded. Segregation rebranded. Ashton Kutcher, for example, in a passionate viral video defending Black Lives Matter, the idea of Black Lives Matter, He compared black people to his young daughters who need to be handled gently and delicately. He said that saying black lives matter is kind of like saying ladies first. And he was saying that without a hint of irony or jokiness. About He said that with a straight face. Nathan Pyle. Nathan Pyle, a, a comic artist who I love, who I have just such great affection for him and his humor, the things that he makes. He makes those strange planet cartoons, you know, the ones with the aliens that speak in a kind of an awkward way, using synonyms for the things that we say every day. He wrote a slyly satirical article in support of Black Lives Matter, but in it he portrayed white people as bald eagles and minorities as mice. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. Progressives in the Seattle Autonomous Zone, Chaz, the socialist utopia where equality abounds. They've gone full Jim Crow with segregated gardens for black and indigenous people. Even Crew, you know, Campus Crusade for Christ, the Christian campus ministry has set up racially segregated prayer meetings at one of their campuses. And it's been so strange to watch our country almost unanimously swallow the narrative. I'm not sure if it's due to fear, delusion, or weariness after having this stuff mercilessly force-fed to us for the last decade, but it seems like almost everyone I know, both Democrat and Republican, religious and non-religious, have come to accept or at least tolerate the core tenets of critical race theory and identity politics. Let's take one contentious example here. Let's take the phrase, all lives matter. A phrase that was self-evidently true, uplifting, and unifying just 10 years ago is now a phrase that only your out-of-touch, MAGA hat-wearing uncle would dare say. At some point, we decided this phrase was insensitive and unhelpful to the race conversation in America. We seem to have conceded that argument. And I will concede that that concession has been born out of a genuine an earnest desire to love people, to love our neighbors, to be sensitive to people who are in pain, people who are frustrated. I understand that. But I think another part of it is that there is a fundamental misunderstanding of what people are saying when they say all lives matter. I think many people hear all lives matter and interpret it as a defensive retort as if to say, well, other races matter too, other races matter, you know, white lives matter too, yellow lives, red lives matter too. That's not what people are saying, I don't think, when they say all lives matter. I think when people say all lives matter, whether they can fully express this or not, they're not trying to protect their race or accuse the other side of elevating theirs. No, they, instead, they are rejecting the very idea of race. Is that insensitive? Possibly. Tone-deaf? Definitely. But, you know, (laughs) it's also true. Where are we as a society when truth is something unacceptable to be uttered in polite company? I know this will be an unpopular opinion. (laughs) I know this might get me in trouble, and I I, I feel like I, you know, with every episode like this that I release, I I lose a couple listeners, but I think this idea of all lives matter is a beautiful idea. I don't care about the baggage that phrase necessarily has. I care about the truth that it expresses. I think it's the only kind of thinking that can actually heal this country. The reason I just have such a weird feeling when I say black lives matter, it's not because I hold black lives in contempt or that I'm unaware of past racial injustices. It's because it perpetuates A poisonous mindset at the core of racism itself. The idea that there are different races of humans. There aren't. The racial segregation movement, and you know I've talked about this before, was born from the eugenic implications of Charles Darwin's theory of evolution. Darwin's own son, Leonard Darwin, and his cousin Francis Galton founded the eugenics movement as an ethical outworking of Darwinism. It became universally accepted by the entire scientific community around the world that ethnic minorities were hundreds of thousands of years behind whites in their evolutionary development. So scientists, scientists, the consensus of scientists, they told the world, they told white people that having children with a black person would erase millennia of human evolution. And people believed it. The entire world believed it, except for a few Christians few backward christians who didn't believe in science of course we eventually discovered dna and confirmed the truth the bible had been telling us all along the truth that we are all one race descended from a common ancestor but by the time scientists admitted this racial eugenics had been the centerpiece of modern ethics for 60 years the damage had been done minorities had been sterilized and segregated Jim Crow had pulverized the American conscience. Hitler had killed six million Jews. There was a Planned Parenthood conveniently located in every minority community in this country. It was all a horrific mistake, and one that the scientific community has yet to fully own up to. But today we know the truth. We know the truth. And that truth that we all knew in our hearts is vindicated by science. The phrase black lives is complete nonsense. There is no such thing as a black life or a white life. Human life does not have a color. The idea of human life is so transcendent and eternally precious that putting the word black or white in front of it is obscene. It's nonsense. And I refuse, I refuse to differentiate between a black human life and a white human life, even in my mind, even as an olive branch. To the other side, I refuse to concede the argument to a movement that is obsessed with skin color. I understand we have to acknowledge an unjust past. I understand the horror and the sin that put black people on an island in this country, forced them to create their own separate culture. And I understand that saying all lives matter is interpreted as a dismissive attitude towards the past. Due to an evil, ugly sin and rebellion against God's revealed truth, Americans separated human beings based on physical characteristics, no more important than eye or hair color. It was evil, and it led to deep divides in America. But I think the first step towards healing that divide is to stop allowing the divide to continue in our minds. It sounds simplistic, but all change starts in the mind. The phrase Black Lives Matter ultimately serves to perpetuate segregation. It has the effect of keeping two sides on a seesaw of power struggle. It is the modern version of the terrible phrase separate but equal. I acknowledge cultural and socioeconomic differences that have arisen from a horrific past, but I refuse to consider black people a different form of human life. I refuse to separate them, even in my mind, even as a lever for trying to make things fairer. We know the truth. We are all the same human race. And we also know that it's not lies. It's not agreed upon lies that set us free. It is the truth that sets us free. I will not allow myself to fall prey to any thinking that perpetuates racial segregation and strife and enmity. I'm sick of it. And the funny thing is, I think the majority of Americans, both black and white, agree with me. They know what the truth is, but they're afraid to think it and definitely afraid to say it. But maybe it's time we reject movements that tell us the truth is not acceptable talk for polite company. So one, two, three, all lives.